Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Box Office Bingers. Uh, this week, Ernesto, we're doing something a little different. I don't think we've we've only done this once before, uh, but this week we were reviewing an anime, and we don't typically dive into that genre of media. But today we are, and we're also bringing a special guest doing it, doing so. Uh, so, Ernesto, tell them what we're reviewing this week, and also tell them who we're doing it with. But it's only fitting that we bring the one and only Andy Marlowe. <gasps> Thank me. you. That's you. <laughs> At, or Punkahiti as her uh, as her is her stream name on Twitch. And and we know me and Matt know how much she loves anime. So it was mm-hmm. only fitting that we bring her on and we review an anime. I guess and we're also this is also our foreign film, foreign feature. I guess foreign feature would be a better word foreign since it's technically feature. a series. I mean, it is a series, but I mean, it's it's only four episodes. It's about an hour and forty minutes, so it's really just a film broken up into four parts, really, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, but yeah, this week we're reviewing Eden, which is a new um, anime that's available on Netflix. It's actually the first Netflix original anime. Like they actually produced this one, and it's not. Uh, they didn't like buy the rights to 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 air it here in the states. Um, no, this is actually they you know went out of their way to actually produce it. So, interesting to hear your thoughts on you know how the Netflix do on their first outing. Uh, but Andy, I know you are a long history of watching anime, so that we are happy to have you on to talk about this specifically. Oh yeah. I remember I created a whole show and a whole segment around just anime. <laughs> Ooh, yes, we're, so, we're going to be yeah. talking about that as well. We want to talk about your Twitch channel and just. Oh, we can, yeah. we're gonna, we'll go back in time a little bit and just kind of reminisce oh, on kind of, <laughs> I guess, how it all started for all of us. Oh, yeah, nice. I mean, we, we all met in, in college, uh, friends from college, and um, we I started a show uh, at UCF beyond, beyond the credits, and then, well, I helped start a show beyond the credits, and then when I left, that show literally expanded into the expansion pack, which Andy and, and Ernesto helped run. So that was a whole, it was an interesting transition to how all that played out, but still keeping it within the family. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, but we'll dive into all of that later into the show. But first we're going to talk, you're going to dive into our first segment, a fun little segment we like to call what you watching. So Andy, we'll start with you. What have you been watching? Um, so we've been actually watching a lot of Tom Hanks movies for some reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is oddly specific. You know, you know what I want to watch uh, today? A Tom Hanks movie. Just anything. Anything he's in. <laughs> like, let me tell you. So Chase here, uh, he's, he's my boyfriend. He has, he chooses the movies that we watch at night pretty much. Anything we watch. Okay. Um, he gets mad if I don't choose anything, but <laughs> if I choose something, he doesn't like it and we have to go back to what we have to choose. So I, I probably have seen the terminal, like, 50 times now. Oh, I love um, the term. It's, <laughs> it's a good movie, but you know, after the fifth time, you're like, 
right. Does he have anything else? <laughs> uh, yesterday we we watched um, the Road to Perdiev. Is that what it's called? Road to Perdition. Perdition. That's what it is. Perdition. Yes. Yeah, Road to Perdition. It's a great um, movie. So that's. Yeah, I haven't I haven't Jude seen Law that one. It. So it's an older one. I didn't know how old that movie was. It was made in 2003. Yeah. And I, yeah. I looked it up. It's based off of a comic series. It, it's based off of a graphic novel, and I didn't know that, and it's in the DC realm. So I was like, uh, oh! 2002. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2002? Okay, 2002. Yeah. Directed by Sam Mendes. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. He did a... He, uh, I believe Sam Mendes is responsible for, for Skyfall. 19, Skyfall 1917. 1917, yeah. Oh, now I'm interested. Now I, I I've heard I've heard the name. Uh, I never dived into it. Um, yeah, it's like when I went in my own little Tom Hanks phase, uh, mm. that was not one of the ones that I selected. So was it good? Well, Did I you like, like it? I um, it's a very like mobster movie. Um, so if you like those, then yeah, it's a, it was a good movie, and it kind of like shows the humanity side of it. So. Mm. It's Tom Hanks, though. Can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, but so my issue here is, um, so when it comes to Tom Hanks movies, I love Tom Hanks. He's a great actor. But every time I watch a movie with him in it, I only see Woody. <laughs> I only can hear Woody. And it's really, really hard for me to take out of it. So when he's playing like a, a mobster, basically, like a mafia person, I'm just like, there's a snake in my boot. Um, <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> so Reach it, it, for it, the it, sky. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where the whole time I'm just thinking that. I'm like, okay. At least in the terminal he has an accent, so I'm not like taking out all, all the way. But, yeah. It's very <laughs> a lot, true. A lot of Tom Hanks and a lot of uh, um, in, business insider videos So about like very expensive things because – we love uh, good documentaries and good things about like what's going on in the world. And, you know, since we couldn't leave our houses forever, we had to, mm. you know, use um, digital media and things like that to figure out uh, what we, we, we wanted to do after. Any much. documentaries of note that you, any, any we of We talked that about really some before the show started, right? Those are some good documentaries. <laughs> Oh, you don't. Oh, you? go. Oh, <laughs> you can go ahead. No, you know what? Go I mean, ahead. I don't. Go ahead. So you can bring it there's up. A, there's a lot of documentaries regarding the porn industry. And so we made jokes before um, the show started. And they're, they're actually it's kind of some of them are kind of sad, but some of them are really interesting to see, like the behind the scenes of how like intense creating porn really is like the like big, big industry with it. Not just like, you know. I mean, it's a multi- home videos. <laughs> I mean, it's like a multi-billion dollar industry. It's exactly. It's so big. And so that's, um, it's, it's a big industry. <laughs> well, it's a big industry about big yeah. industries. <laughs> um, <laughs> my awkwardness has come out, right? It's one, of those, <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. Where I like, I enjoy documentaries and things like, things like that. Um, uh, I watched the um, octopus a documentary my, oh the my, my octopus, octopus teacher, teacher. Yeah. my octopus teacher yeah that's such a great documentary tattooed on me so i had to do it kind of thing mm. <laughs> what did you did, think did you yeah did you... i didn't like it because really? i felt like it was just a crazy man thinking it was like <laughs> he had a friend but i just thought he was crazy <laughs> like it's, i mean it's not that i didn't like it it was fun and entertaining to watch but i was like i think this man just may be a little insane <laughs> Um, but I won't. Well, I won't be the person to break the news to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, technically, if you did anything, 
um, every single day. To, to the outside viewer, you know, that can be seen as crazy. Um, yeah, you know, for some people, like, hey, I watch a movie at least once a day. Like, what? Don't you do anything else with your life? And in this guy's case, like, he went to go visit an octopus every single day for yeah. however long that he did that. Uh, I thought it was a really nice story for what it was. I don't think I could consume myself with... Um, <laughs> with an octopus every day. Uh, but also like his voice was very calming throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it put me to sleep. Like really like I, if I really want to go to sleep, just put on that documentary and yep. then you just doze off in about a couple it, minutes. It reminds me of like, also like when you would put on like ocean backgrounds on your yeah. TV, yeah. if you have like cats or something <laughs> like that, you're just calm them down, relax, have yeah. an ocean, like, psh- kind of noise so i i I do yeah yeah i do get that a lot so i mean yeah that's true i guess i I guess i admire his dedication to something because i don't have that drive to do something every day i think but if i think i if i remember correctly i think he was like he had just gone through either like a job change like he just got like let go of his job or he went through his going through a divorce or it was something probably like that. something super traumatic usually people act out in weird ways if something trauma traumatic happens so i guess yeah and in, <laughs> in this guy's case he uh he took that with um he, he won an oscar for his weird activity he that he did he, sure he did it and, i'm proud of him. um but for me like i always like to see like all right so there's this one guy right who is doing this but like was there somebody else like was there a photographer like someone had to be filming him right yeah. yeah, there's so a like, lot of oceanographers out there. That's like very common. So like, but every day that he he had this guy joining him in the sea, or did he just leave his camera somewhere so he could uh, film himself? Because there's a lot of himself in that. Um, this is a lot of production work, like you're thinking of. Like when I'm underwater, yeah. I'm thinking about not drowning. And this <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's thinking like, hey, I'm gonna like I'm gonna put my camera here. And I'm gonna swim like this. Like, oh yeah, that's gonna look, that's gonna look good. And I'm gonna pick up my camera <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna go find this octopus. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that's a lot of thinking underwater. And I mean, I also like because I I grew up with a lot of like ear issues, so I will never be able to scuba dive in my life because of them. Mm. So it's like I have that like you son of a bitch. <laughs> with octopuses? <laughs> just have some resentment for it. I know. It's like this I want a, I want an, I want an octopus as a friend. <laughs> it would kill me. I feel like. Yeah. Feel, okay, you think you're in charge here? Absolutely not. They're like a cat almost. They're smarter yeah. than a cat, to be honest. So. They'll come and get you with their beak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're mine now, bitch. <laughs> Makes me think of also the game, the uh, Octopus Dad game. Makes me think of that. That's a whole story in itself, too. <laughs> oh, that that is... Um, yeah, I've heard about it. It's a very weird game. Like, it's just it's, like you... Yep. He doesn't have hands, yeah. doesn't have fingers, and you're trying to get things done, got to mow that lawn. But it's such an intense story. Like, it goes deeper than just trying to do everyday tasks as an octopus. Like, there's a whole, like, there's whole lore behind that, that game. It's insane oh my God. to me. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, we just got a weird we got a weird tangent on octopuses. I didn't expect this how this episode was gonna go down. You're welcome. <laughs> you are, thank you. This is this you. is a t- this is a taste of what this episode's gonna be like. <laughs> this is oh, gonna yeah. be like, yeah. We are talking um, about anime and you know what anime is known for. And we also did no, I, porn. No. Yeah, we <laughs> Yeah, this this is the only podcast where we're gonna talk about octopus porn and anime in in one sentence. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um but what what do they say about anime? I don't I don't understand the I was the making phrase. a joke because we were talking about the porn industry and then we were also talking about octopuses and then anime is our subject for this 
So yeah. Hentai has a lot of tentacle porn kind of in it. And oh, I see. I oh, understand now. I, 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 now I know where you're going with this. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but speaking of anime, any, any animes that you've been watching? Um, I started watching... I have to look at my phone because I have a bunch that I kind of have to look at. But I was watching this one that has like... It's one continuous story... But it's also mini series within the story, and it's like I can't remember the name because it's very obscure. Um, but it's a guy who can see demons within people, and he has to try to save them. And each story is based off of like that demon. Like the first one's called the crab, and it's about like the, the crab represents um, something within. It's like depression within someone that has taken over. It's a whole thing. So it's like a anime series that has one continuous story but within many series within it um so, so it sounds like an, an name <laughs> it sounds like an anthology series to, to yes. some degree yes. yeah it's yeah. i i i started watching it that's like the most recent one i started watching um it's okay i it, i like the voice acting and i like the art of it the stories themselves are pretty just like casual tropes um mm-hmm. when it comes to anime but it's not bad. I have to figure out the name. I'm going to find out the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I, I started re-watching, um, like I finished watching My Hero, because um, you just kind of have to keep up with that when it comes to like popular animes. Uh, I re-watched Parasite again, because I have a problem with Parasite. Um, it's literally my favorite anime. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, right now I just was watching that one with about the miniseries with the demons okay interesting interesting um (laughs) well we'll let you figure that out so we'll we'll go over to you what have have you been watching i actually don't i don't have much though the main thing i've been watching is stev when he was on last week he mentioned that show dirty john on netflix Mm -hmm. man that shit is good (laughs) really like but it's weird because it's not a show that i thought that i would get into Cause it's very, but it's based off of you know the I think he mentioned it was a L.A. Times article it was a L.A. Times news article that was based on true events uh, mm-hmm. about this guy how he manipulated his way into this woman's life and like took all her money and like a whole bunch of crazy shit happens but I'm I'm into it like I'm like five or six episodes in it's it's okay. pretty it's pretty good Eric Bana plays the like this like vinil- villainous lead um, what's the name of the the woman um, is it Coney Brinton? I'm Connie not sure Britton. which. Connie Brinton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and then Christian Slater, I think he's in the he's in the second season. But yeah, that's, that's man, the thing. What he said. Yeah. Yeah, Julia Gardner from um, Ozark. She's in it. She's great in that. It's it, uh, it's pretty good. I definitely I definitely recommend it. And also uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. We're still watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, we just watched we just watched the Pontiac Bandit episode. Hannah's never seen uh. it. She's never seen it before. And I've I think I've watched up to the fourth season. At least when they go right when they go into witness protection. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know you were. Yeah. Yeah, that's like somewhere. Wow, wow somewhere. that's 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 pretty early. Like you yeah. you you jumped off. Because like for me that was a long time ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're coming up. It's coming on. It's coming up on season eight, and you yeah, know, it's gonna be. They're coming up on their final season. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. It's nice to rewatch it. Like the first time oh, Craig yeah. Robinson comes in. Um, 
But she actually, it's funny because I told her that I mentioned that I that I made fun of her because I wasn't sure if she was totally on board yet. <laughs> yeah. I would like I would laugh and I would look at her and like see if she was laughing. <laughs> yeah. Can like, we like, ha, be ha, married? Ha. Like, is this gonna be a thing? <laughs> I'm like, haha, like looking over at her. <laughs> She's like, no, I think it's really funny and plus it's perfect because you know right at night before we fall to bed, it's like I don't, I want to stop using my brain, so. I don't mm-hmm. want to use my brain anymore. I just want to lay here and watch, I, yeah, 100%. and just watch and watch like a sitcom or just something I don't have to think a lot. Like we even debate, like, do we want to watch Handmaid's Tale? Because we're still trying to keep up on that. But we've just been so tired that it's just made more sense to watch something like that, and it's perfect. It's something we can fall asleep to. We don't feel bad mm-hmm. about. It's just it. So it's been great. So those have been my my main two. Um, okay. I did want to watch, um, and Andy, maybe you have an opinion about it, the mm-hmm. the new uh, Sailor Moon movie that's on Netflix. Oh, okay. So is it out yet? Because I was waiting for it, it to yes, be out. Yes, it is okay. out. Yes, okay, I've heard so mixed t- reviews. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm going to watch it because I was waiting for it to be out. But, you know, work really sucks. It makes me not yeah. watch the greatest things in the world. I am obsessed with the – I've seen, like um, – the art of it, and I love mm-hmm. the art of it. A lot of people get really picky when it comes to art, especially with like the Sailor Scouts and stuff like that. So I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it though, but I'm going to. Yeah. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it, but I've heard mixed things that some some of the storylines are kind of weird. But I don't know. I, mean, I used to watch hard. it. I used to watch it when they adapted it in the U.S. when I was a kid. Like I remember well, growing up, course. and I used to watch it. You waking yeah. up for kindergarten every day, like. Getting ready to, I turn on the t- my parents would turn on the TV waking up every day for school and I would just it would wake up to like finding me like I would yeah. like I was <laughs> every day was that like I have so many Sailor Moon things I have another her water litter, bottle that has her like all uh, Sailor Moon stuff her oh, like no. wand, her like wand thing that she would do and they would do like oh I do that like I do all the arm movements that they do like Sailor Venus Sailor Mercury Sailor Mars. Sailor Jupiter, like I know all the all the hand mo- movements. Sailor Jupiter is my favorite. I actually recently just bought a, a cosplay outfit for Sailor Neptune because I wanted to cosplay as a Sailor Scout, and I feel like Neptune fits me really well. So <laughs> I was I was just literally just about to ask you that question if you have ever. So I guess the answer is you've never done you haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet because I'm I'm. I'm one of those people where I want to do something that no one's done before kind of thing. And I've, when I was younger, I was really bad at that. But now I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I want to do it now. It doesn't matter. So like every time <laughs> I dress up, like every time I go to, I go to Comic-Con here cause I live in Tampa and we're going to have Comic-Con back this year. I always do a comic character. I never like people dress up as like whatever, but I'm like, if the convention is for comics, I'm going with a comic <laughs> character. If it's like Megacon where it's focusing around anime, then I will go as an anime character. But like, we're I gotta stick with the theme. We can't yeah. go, we can't branch off. <laughs> so I've done a lot of comic characters when it comes to cosplay um, because we don't get a lot of conventions in Tampa, and I don't have too many friends that would travel with me to go to different conventions. And plus, it's expensive and. I didn't have a Con, cons can be very time. expensive. Yeah. 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 Uh, like if you want to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, what is which one has been your favorite so far that you cosplayed as? What character? Um, that's such a hard decision. I would say you either. You can think about it. <laughs> I would probably say I loved when I did Star Girl, um, because it was an easy costume to move in, <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't a, that's a true. whole 
whole one piece, so like going to the bathroom was a lot easier to deal with. Because <laughs> um, no one thinks about it. Like, how are you going to go to the bathroom with certain pieces? But I would say Stargirl, I really, really enjoyed. Um, the last cosplay I did was Pixie from X-Men. Um, oh. Because I had pink hair at the time, and Pixie has pink hair. Um, so that's kind of why I did that. And I always go based off like what my hair color is at the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think Stargirl is one of my favorites. And I did Spider-Gwen. And Spider-Gwen was one of my favorites. Ooh, that's a good one. And I handmade all these costumes. They weren't like I bought it online. I'm very big on like creating your own. How long does it take you to make one of those? So um, I'm a procrastinator. And you're getting it done at 3 a.m. the day before. So <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what tried, would, what would you start? This year. But, like literally I would go get all the st- – I'm really bad at – I'm really bad at procrastinating. And so it's like, I have all the materials and everything's ready to go and everything that I'll need. But when we start, it's starting at like 4 PM the day before. And then we're, Oh my God. 3 AM. Yeah. (laughs) That's really last minute. This year, we're going to be a little bit better for Comic-Con because it's going to be at the end of the last week of July. And the first day of August is when it's happening. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I may do Emma Frost. I don't know. Mm. Um, and I'm going to actually take my time and make sure I get the right pieces for everything and make it. I tell myself this every year, but this time I'm holding myself accountable. And, and my boyfriend's holding myself accountable because he's <laughs> not like that at all. He's like, we need to get these things done. Um, so he holds me accountable. He makes me go to the eyeglass uh, world to go get my glasses checked out because I didn't do that for the past three years. So, you know. Oh. All those are very important, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, um, Ernesto, anything else you've been watching? That's all I got. Andy, the anime. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> yeah. Andy, do you yeah. remember the anime? Do I remember yes. the. Yeah, the one you were trying to remember the title of. No, in... I was looking for it in my browsing history on Crunchyroll, and it's not there. <laughs> That's oh, okay. Like, great. <laughs> if it comes up at any point, let us know. I will. Yes. If you hear me just shout something, it's me. I, I remember. I know. We'll be yes. in the middle of the conference, just, like, all right, hold on. All right, we got it now. So that, yeah, <laughs> just let's write if, it down. If, any, if anyone starts talking, just stop us mid sentence, and exactly. if you get it, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ernesto, I've uh, I've I've been diving into some some of the old movies that have been hanging on my list for a while, and I in in the it's kind of funny because you know last week we reviewed Army of the Dead. And uh, the, like the the number one movie that was available to me on my list was a movie called Little Monsters. It's mm-hmm. on Hulu. Uh, have you seen it? No, I just uh, so Lady Gaga's fan base is called Little Monsters, so I just, oh, okay. I'm me being <laughs> me freaked out. <laughs> oh god! Like, like, oh, what's oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Are you that, wait? Is it Little Monsters with Howie Mandel? No, 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 no. I'm not sure what you're looking up. <laughs> no. Red Savage, like, and Howie Mandel. It's like a kids. It was a kid movie called Little Monsters. With no, no, no. This is uh, with uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and uh, Josh Gad is in it. It's a Hulu okay. original movie. It's a zombie movie, but it's the. It, it's just weird to put this together, oh. but it's the most adorable zombie movie I've ever seen. Is it the one where they're at a camp and the yes. kids have to? De- yes, I know you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's so. Uh, so the, the premise is, is that uh, Lupita Nyong'o is a teacher, and they're mm-hmm. going to a some. Um, they're going on a field trip, and in this field trip to this farm, uh, Teddy McGiggle, which played by Josh Gad, is the 
um, like he's like the main attraction there. So all these kids are going there. You also have this guy named Dave who is kind of like a chaperone, but he's very like out of sorts with his life right now. And so this summer camp happens to be right next to some sort of facility that all of a sudden develop zombies. Like, you know, there was a zombie outbreak right next to the, the <laughs> facility had a zombie outbreak, which is right next to the to the like this little farm that they're at. And yeah. so there's a really funny scene. So like so the zombies are now making their way over to this to this farm. And there was a fun scene where like um, they like since the zombies are moving so slow and, and like the adults figure out what's what's kind of happening. Uh, so all the kids are kind of like going in a train and they're playing this game. And so you kind of just like see them going along like this one snake like row with these like zombies just slowly coming toward them. And these <laughs> kids are having the time of their life. Like, oh my God, this is so fun. Meanwhile, you cut to Labita Niago and she's freaking out. You cut to the chaperone Dave freaking out and these kids are having the time of their life. Just having like this fun little adventure. And, like, and that's kind of like how the whole movie was like it felt weird like i smiled a lot like oh this is a nice feel good like you can show your kid this ernesto like oh it's God. it's it's a fun yeah i, I wouldn't recommend it but okay it, it, <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it but yeah i, I wouldn't do it it is an, it is rated r um yeah, so. so i wouldn't recommend that there is a little bit of blood in it but like the whole time as an adult i'm like this is this is cute this is fun. I don't know why, but it, it was a great time. Uh, Josh Gad, you know, he has a he is like a a child. Um, uh, what do you call it? like um he performs for children like he like he's kind of like the Wiggles of of you know of oh, sorts. The Wiggles. It's like a child entertainer. Like, like a, oh. there you go, like a child entertainer. But like he and he was like that for the kids, and then when the zombie outbreak come out, oh, oh man, his his character shifted hard, and so that that's a fun that was a fun little t- I guess not really a twist, but um, either way, I had a good time watching it. Is like it feels like odd when you had like a movie sitting on your list for so long, and you're like you know what because this movie came out in 2019, so it's almost almost about a year and a half now since it came out, and it's weird to see like oh man you've been sitting there for that long. Uh, and like, like a nice little gem that's been sitting here. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. I recommend it. It's on Hulu, Little Monsters. Um, and then I watched another movie called Fractured, which stars Sam Worthington. It's on Netflix. Have you heard of that, Ernesto? Mm-mm. No? Okay, so... I think I have. I just, I'm trying to remember it. The name sounds very familiar. Yeah, so it's, it's, like I said, it's called Fractured. It stars Sam Worthington, who is, um... Uh, he's the main lead in Avatar, mm-hmm. and uh, it's okay. about how the this 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 family. So him, his wife, and his daughter are going on a. Uh, it's on Thanksgiving, and with the, the holiday has nothing to do with it, but that's what they said in the movie. And they're gonna go see her parents uh, for Thanksgiving, and in the process, um, they want to go stop somewhere. There was a like a stray dog that was about to attack the daughter that fell down a ditch, hurt her head, and then now they're rushing her to the hospital. And then the rest of it was kind of like a mystery because at some point they he lost the the children or I'm sorry he lost his wife and his child. Also in the process he when he went to go like save the child from dropping you know falling down he also hit his head. So hence the title fractured. We don't know exactly what we don't know if what we're seeing is actually what is happening Mm -hmm. because like we see him rushing to the hospital and taking care of you know try to get his daughter to a good place but then like people in the hospital telling him that you never did that so then now he's on the hunt of trying to find 
his missing daughter and wife and the ending i i would truly say like i feel like with that type of premise it only can end in like two ways but i was surprised how it ended i want to give it away uh but i was like damn that's dark like it, oh. it <laughs> okay i typically hate movies like that because i get so annoyed like where <laughs> they're like the gaslighting type of movies where mm-hmm. you're, you're feeling like no, it's this, and like you just get so annoyed for the main character. Mm-hmm. I just it, it gives me like not like similar to how secondhand embarrassment is, but like like secondhand like rage. I don't yeah. know. Like I get so mad. Like I hate like I'm mad guy. for you. <laughs> yeah. Like what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny because like I, there are there were a lot of moments where like I feel for you, but like I know what type of movie this is, so like, excuse me, so it might not be what it is, but like yeah. you seem a very convincing person, so I'm gonna believe you, but not really. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I really recommend it. Like it was like a solid, like mystery thriller. And it's been a while since I've seen a really good one. Because I remember, I'm not sure, I don't remember the title, Ernesto, but I'm sure I've talked about one before. Or even, like, The Woman the woman in the Window, we, we, we talked oh, about yeah. two weeks ago with Amy Adams. And, like, such an awful movie. And that was kind of like like a murder across the street. And, like, was, was she really what she's seeing? It was, like, done in a very poor way. But in this movie, it was done in a very, like... Like, you're always intrigued and, like, hyped up for it. You're like, yeah. And, like, the story was entertaining throughout. So it's not like you're, like, bored during it. But either way, I also really liked it as well. So I got really lucky with these two. Uh, and the last thing that I watched, and Ernesto, you'd be very proud of me that I that I watched this one. I watched the whole first season. It's an, it's an animated adult cartoon made from the creators of Bob Burgers. Okay. And it's called Central Park. That I, is on. I've heard oh, of I've it. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, it's think? on Apple TV Plus, and I loved it. Uh, it's Josh Gad was one of the creators of the show, and it's a it's a musical that is animated that's centered around this family who lives in Central Park, and. Like, it, it feels like I'm watching every episode. It's only, like, 30 minutes long, but every episode feels like it could be a staged production, like, on, on li- in live theater. That's like, the music, is, the music is so good. And for me, I was hooked in the first episode. Like, it, it painted, like, the, like the, the opening musical number, kind of like, this is Central Park. And if that doesn't, like, hook you right away just by the song... Um, you know, then then stop watching the show because this is this is this is the <laughs> vibe that you're gonna get. It's not yeah. Don't even don't even waste your oh. time. Well, but when you look at this cast, I was about have, to say yeah. Titus Burgess, who he played Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, also yes. was the original Sebastian on the Little Mermaid state mm-hmm. stage production. I yeah, he played. Diggs, he's so funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. David Diggs from Hamilton, Josh mm-hmm. Gad. I yep. mean, he blown up, but you know, he started in Book of Mormon. Yep. Yeah. Catherine Hahn, Leslie mm-hmm. Odom Jr., Stanley yep. Tucci, Kristen mm-hmm. Bell. Yep. Wow, this looks yep. good. And what is so this? Like, you said Apple TV? Yeah. Apple TV Plus. It's, oh, it's, Phil Lamar. It, yeah, no, like, uh, so Leslie Odom Jr. plays the father. Catherine Hahn plays the uh, the mother. Um, Kristen Bell plays the daughter. 
and uh, Tigus Burgess plays the son. And I will say that so Kristen Bell did play the daughter. This is a black family aside from Chris. Uh, uh, Catherine Hahn's character, she plays a white woman, and so during the whole Black Lives Matter movement, um, the creator decided to take Kristen Bell off of the playing the daughter because she is black. So they hired somebody else to a black uh, uh, musician slash comedian to uh, to play the role. So she is no longer. I think they they put her to a different role in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's no longer being the voice of the daughter. But, um, the but e- voice, you know? I oh, I see know. it right here. Emmy, it's the because the daughter's name is Molly Tillerman. Right? Yes. So the actress's name is Emmy Raver Lampman. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I never caught the. Oh, I see. Yes, she was oh, also. She's, in, she's from Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. I didn't know she can sing. That's news to me. Oh. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's yes, the one yes. who was in love with the. The big guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big big strong man. <laughs> but she's only. It looks like so. It looks like she's picking up for season two because obviously yeah. Kristen Bell already voiced everything for season one. Exactly, oh, okay. yeah, and so yeah, so she's she's picking up for season two, which starts in July, uh, June twenty fifth. So that's what kind of like I saw like uh like some buzz around it. So I'm like, oh this this season two starting soon. So I'm gonna go watch season one, and it was like it's ten episodes. It is such a good show it is a solid like it's consistently funny um you have um uh stanley tucci and who plays this like this um this old lady who is trying to take over she's trying to buy central park and Mm. so she's like this billionaire so uh so she's and then her assistant is played by um uh uh diggs and he and he plays like the 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 old lady's like uh I guess I guess yeah it's assistant and they're both hilarious. Uh the story is is so funny. It's kind of like every day within this family. So Leslie Odom Jr. plays the park manager uh, and um and so like he's kind of managing Central Park. You have the old lady trying to buy Central Park. It's a continuous story each episode kind of plays off one another it's not like you know these bottle up single episodes uh and the music is is great the music's on point especially with that talent behind it you, you, it it's so funny it's like consistently funny and the lyrics are also funny as well um i i loved it i was smiling the whole time i was watching it i couldn't highly recommend it more i had like a great time watching it and what really got to me was this like the musical aspect of it like i really want to watch like, like I've seen trailers on on social media, and like this looks good. So like I gave it a shot, and I wasn't disappointed. Oh, I'm definitely. Um, oh, and it's um got H. Ton Benjamin, which is the main voice from uh, Bob's Burgers. He's on. It oh, too. he plays the mayor. And the I didn't... the main for Bob the voice for Bob. The, you, you know that ve- that guy who, from Bob's Burgers. He he has a very distinct voice. Um, yeah, he's a, he's in this show as well. The Arby's commercial guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> he does an Arby's commercial. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Heard that. Um, but yeah, or no, so this this like if this is the collaboration that I can get for, like with the Bob's Burgers, then this this has me intrigued of like diving into it into this into this year. I know you love the show. That's fine. Um, I, I'm gonna get that's another one that because um we're kind of in between a bunch of shows, so I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick up and finish Bob's Burgers. I'm I'm more I'm like halfway through. 
Okay. Yeah, this that had me really intrigued. Like the animation's very similar to Bob's Burgers, as you can see if you're, you know, if you look at any trailer or the yeah. poster or anything, it's it's very similar to that. So it looks like it's from like the musical mind of Josh Gad with the animation and production team behind Bob's Burgers. So they kind of just teamed it together, and here you have Central Park. And Josh Gad is also in it. He plays the narrator, and it is he is hilarious. Like he's very self-aware that he is like. He's like a Deadpool character, so he always breaks the fourth mm. wall. And so, like for for example, like they were introducing, he's like he's like that's um what's what's the guy's name again? He would go um uh that's Owen. He's the park manager. And as he's saying that, there's like little title graphic that's popping up, and he goes choo, 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 and like you hear that in there, like he's actually making those sounds oh uh, because he is the narrator. It's like so self-aware, and he's hilarious. There was one episode where um his co-star from Book of Mormon showed up and they had like a narrator battle um andrew <laughs> a- andrew rent reynolds rent reynolds yeah i believe he also was with him during um uh book of mormon like they opened the show together and uh he played i think he was like in one episode and uh they're like they were like facing off to see who's going to continue narrating the show it, it's it's really funny i i couldn't highly recommend it anymore um but yeah, Ernesto, I, I I think you should watch it. I think you won't be disappointed. Andrew Rennells, Rennells, R A N N E L L S. Yes. He decided I don't guy. want to be Reynolds. Something else. Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> but Reynolds. it's like so, be you, different. so you had a, jo- a Josh Gad uh, thing, and I had my Tom Hanks thing. So exactly, we, yes. We, exactly. we stuck with it. We got it. I got the theme. We got <laughs> yes. I it was it wasn't supposed to be that way, but. It just happened to land in that direction that Josh Gad was in both the things that I watched. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's pretty much all I've been watching. And with that, we're going to move over to part two of our show, which is our spoiler review of our foreign film of the month, or I guess in this case, feature series. or series. I guess um, feature. Feature. It's feature a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's a show called Eden. Like we mentioned earlier, it is only four episodes. It's on Netflix, uh, 25 minutes each, so it's really it's really short, and it told like a really short story too. So, uh, Andy, we're gonna start with you. What were your thoughts on Eden? Um, in my opinion, they probably should have made it just a movie. Um, we thought the same instead, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of doing like just four episodes, just make it a movie. Um, I feel like that would have it just made more sense to me. Um. I liked it. It wasn't like super groundbreaking to me. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was cute and kind of. I what really okay. So what really <laughs> got me? I like when I first turned it on. I was like, why does this art style look so familiar to me? It reminded me of Ruby, the anime that was by uh, made by Rooster Teeth. Um, so they made an anime. Um, called Ruby, and I was like, this is the same art style, and it it took me forever. I, I was like googling it. I'm like, was it the same company? Like, did they work together? Like, and it it wasn't. So I was like, wow. Like, I thought I was watching Ruby for a second. That's kind of how I felt. But, um, in like in my opinion, I thought it was cute. But again, it probably didn't need to be four episodes. It could have just been just make it a movie. There was no need to do that. So the the fact that so if it was a movie, I mean, I mean, but it kind of also just felt like a movie too. I mean, it's it's yeah. it, was, it, it like wasn't one. that long. <laughs> it, it definitely flowed like one as well. Like each episode cut into one another, as basically where it picked picked up where yeah, it left and, off. 
and it and it does that, but it was just something where I just like, but why did they choose to do it this way? I I totally agree. Yeah, it, it made me think like, okay, you're already doing it. Why are you doing it? It kind of it, it gave me the feeling of like when you're on TikTok and you're like, like for part two, kind yeah. of. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why, why are we doing this? Just, just give it to me all at once. It doesn't need yeah. to be like this. Um, it was there was a couple of moments in it where I just felt like they were just putting them, this in here. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the dialogue in a lot of it. I understand why, because the robots, like, you can't have, like, intense, obviously, dialogue, because it has to be simple. It has to be very computer-like. So I get that. Just, I, It was something where I feel like I've seen this story before. It wasn't very groundbreaking, but it was cute and fun to watch. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I, I stay on it. Well, I, I feel like I, I had this whole startup in my head, and I completely jumped the gun on it, but I kind of want to get your opinion on just anime in general. So, like, you know, you had your initial thoughts mm-hmm. on the series. So, like, I guess, where did you, like, why did you, why do you choose anime as your, as your, you know, your main thing of content? You know, for us, it's movies or TV shows. Yeah. For you, it's anime. So, why is that your main source? Like, what do you get out of it? And then my second question to follow is, yeah. like, what did you not see in other animes that you wish you would have seen in this in this series? So, I guess, I'll say the reason why I kind of choose and gravitate towards anime is something that I enjoy is because that's what I grew up on. Um, <clears throat> technically, most kids grew up on anime and they don't even realize it with like Pokemon and things like that. That's an anime. Um, mm-hmm. But so, that was something like waking up every day for school when I was a kid, I was watching a form of anima- an- anime, excuse me, if that would have been like, Digimon, if that would have been like um, Sailor Moon, things like that. So my interest was sparked at a young age where it held me there. Like, I just love cartoons in general. I've always been a big cartoon watcher. Like, I I watched all the classics on, like, 90s classics on, like, Cartoon Network and on Nickelodeon. Um, Those were things that I just gravitate towards was animation in general. Mm -hmm. So anime is something, like... Like, to this day, I, I, like, think about waking up and watching those shows, and I, like, have a whole playlist dedicated to, like, anime openers. Like, if I'm feeling like a throwback, I put the Digimon Frontier intro on and get excited for the day having a throwback real quick. But it was just something that was, it was a part of my childhood, and so I have, like, that nostalgia feeling with it, and to be honest, usually the stories, because it is animation and there's no limit to it. There's, you can, you can tell these stories that are so like over the top, so dramatic, so gory, so action filled where it's a little bit hard. If you were to watch like a live action movie, it's, you're going to have CGI of course, but it's just something that there's so many, you literally have an anime dedicated to volleyball and that's one of the most popular <laughs> animes right now because it's just like they made something that you wouldn't even think of and put it and made a whole great show out of it. And it's like taking one concept and building off it is one of the main reasons why I do like anime. So like it's just something I, I also enjoy like reading Um and so I, I enjoy subs. I don't really enjoy dubs too much. So when I watched um, Eden, it was something like there is a Japanese voiceover version of of Eden. I just didn't have access to it. And that frustrated me because I wanted that <laughs> access to it just so I because that's how you really can 
compare what it's like um, because there's a huge difference with the original um, voice acting compared to like the American version. I mean, even like with Studio Ghibli films, like you have different versions from American to different versions for UK. Um, like it's, there are so many different versions and I always like going back to the original source because that's how I feel you're getting um, the what it's supposed to be portraying. So I want to see what this Japanese version of eating looks like. What was the second question? I totally went on a tangent. I <laughs> no, forgot no. what the second question well, was. Well, it's about eating. It was kind of <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead, Matt. Uh, no, I mean, you, you, you stayed on track. You just didn't remember the second question. That, and that's totally <laughs> fine. Um, uh, but the second question was like, okay, so like your love for anime and what you know mm-hmm. you like from anime. Yeah. Um, as far as like Netflix, they, this is the first time they're producing one. And so it said you thought it was fine. So like, what were you looking for? What do you look for when you start a new anime? And it sounded like it didn't deliver mm-hmm. that much in it. So I guess, what were you looking for, I guess, to make it seem like, okay, Netflix has the right footing here. So there's certain tropes that a lot of animes follow. There's always going to be different types of tropes that they follow. Um, they're all named different names and, um, and the thing is, with this, I really enjoy the style of genre that I enjoy is more of, like, the horror genre. You guys know I love Halloween, and I love mm-hmm. my, like, horror genres of anything, really. And I enjoy, like, psychological things and gory things. Um, that Those are the things that I enjoy. And, I, I mean, I like fantasy and stuff like that and adventure. I never was a big sci-fi person. And so I guess it's just I didn't feel a connection with Eden. And usually when I watch watch animes, I develop a connection with a certain character. I put myself in that character's shoes. And for me, I couldn't do that with Sarah. I just I, I, I didn't feel a connection towards her. And I and I don't know if it's because just she's young and the naivety of it and like her just wanting to do whatever she wants kind of thing and not mm. listen to the warnings. I just I I couldn't connect with her, and mm. I always connect with one character, like in, in in the anime that I watch. Like if I can't get on, like I have a rule when it comes to anime. If I can't get onto the anime after watching the third episode, I'm not watching that anime anymore. Like mm. I I put it to the side. Usually you can determine what a good anime is based off of the third episode, because that's when the story picks up, and that's when you get to understand like okay, these are the the, the limits that we're being set. So when you get into movies, like there's a lot of good movies, anime movies out there. Um, I know I named one to Ernesto, your name, like that movie broke me. That movie is something that will, it's, it will break you. Like, even if you don't like anime, it's going to, it's something that is very emotional and you attach to these characters. Whereas this, Eden, I don't really attach to anyone. And that's kind of what was like, okay, do I really want to sit here and, and watch it? Like, it wasn't bad. It, it, it just... I didn't feel anything and that's kind of that was how I felt I didn't feel anything towards those characters so how can I develop yeah. anything like I fell and, in love with a, a right hand <laughs> one of my favorite animes like Gigi is one of my favorite like characters and it's just a an alien hand creature like I felt a connection with that and I just a, anime you can go over the top and you can always push the limits and push the boundaries and I feel like the art style was very simple. There wasn't a lot that they could push. Um, it was more sci-fi-y. And I just, I guess I'm not a big sci-fi person. I think that this is what it comes down to. 
it, it sounds like that Netflix played it safe in their first yeah. outing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think that's what it is. Like, you you played it safe, correct? That's like the perfect wording. And I just I I don't like safe. I want. Yeah. I give me yeah. give me insane. Give me crazy. That's why animation can do all these things because you have a great outlet to do it. Hire these artists so that you can pr- produce something that is so insane because you have the ability and you have the realm to do it. Don't just sit back and play it. Safe. I, I get it. You're just trying to ease your way in, but you have so many anime on Netflix already. Yeah. Like that you host there. Take inspiration from a lot of that. You have death note on Netflix and like, come on, that's one of the pinnacle things of anime like one of the pinnacle shows that like you, you have you can see what you can put out and you know what people like you have the statistics of who is watching what <laughs> like yeah. you have the ability to do that and so that was just i guess my frustration was just again playing it safe and I, i'm mm-hmm. i'm all about pushing because you can okay uh ernesto what were your thoughts um it was all right i noticed right from the beginning like when they showed like the three articles for the robots i was like oh mm-hmm. it's like i robot <laughs> yes <laughs> that was literally i wrote it down it's been done before <laughs> like, oh so that's what we're doing like robots yeah. are taking care of shit and they're not allowed to kill humans but i mean obviously we found out later yeah. on that yeah. wasn't the case um the animation was kind of cool. I guess me coming not as a um, like a native anime watcher, like I've watched, I think the only anime I've watched from start to finish is Avatar: The Last Airbender, and that's actually only within like the last three months. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix, yeah. you had Avatar. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So. I mean, it was okay. My two-year-old, she loved it. Like my two-year-old, she sat there and she watched the whole thing. With, she watched the whole thing with us. Like mm-hmm. she stopped. She would. She stopped whatever she was doing and she watched <laughs> it. Like it was simple enough. See, but she's two. It, though. Yeah, like she's yeah, a two-year-old. Exactly. Right? So if it's a two-year-old, it's simple enough. And that's where I come in, where it's like, it's good for kids. It's it does, f- but the, I think I think that's a good point that they were trying to hit. Is that yeah. it's a good anime. For not even just kids, but for little kids. Because yeah. the story is so... And it's not a knock on the anime, but the story is very like very singular, very basic. Even yeah. the dialogue is very singular and basic. Like, it's... It, like, they tried to put a complex story, but made it simple enough. And I think that's probably why they broke up the episodes. So that a little that kid might... A little kid might be able to digest it, like, a, a complex story a little bit better. Like, to, like, a... Like a five or six year old, that that story like maybe mind blowing or you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that, that, I think that's a good point you bring up. So like with me, I'm an experienced person, and this is something you I have, have a like different eye, see. and I have a different eye. So this was not made for me. That's Correct. just what it right. is. It yeah. wasn't made for me. It was meant for your two year old. It was it was meant for the little ones that are being introduced because we're getting more and more people into the anime realm liking anime like we're having a boom when it comes to anime more and more people are accepting of it it used to be something that kids would make fun of for liking anime and i think now it is becoming more accepting and i think this is a good place and that's a good idea like good good thought that you brought up like it's a good place for those kids to be introduced to what american style anime really is um and i think that's that's a good perspective and just it wasn't for me and that's it and it wasn't meant to be 
I think I just didn't look at it that way. So now I have to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to go back and look at it as, all right, let me look at it as like a little right, kid. I'm two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two year old. Let's go. Let's watch. No, <laughs> um, but I think the one thing that um, the animation reminded me of, if you ever played the Telltale game, The Walking Dead, like the animation yeah. reminded me a lot of that, like that very like not and it's not even like stop motion, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like that or uh, border. Like the I, game I, I want you guys to look up. Oh, Borderlands! It does make me think of Borderlands. I would look up if you can, like Ruby, um, R W B Y, um, and R W R W B Y anime. Okay. R W B Y. The names stand for um, the people. The oh, okay, the, uh, I see it. Acronym yes. for the names of the girls. Mm. So like. Air- Reminded me of this art style, and this was an anime that was made um, by Rooster Teeth, which is a they were a gaming channel basically on they did Red versus Blue, um, and this was created oh. in their animation um, department, and they had um, a gentleman who he passed away, but he was on board and he kind of created this and like. It reminded me of the the like the, the style of it reminded me of it. So Ruby's a really good anime for like beginners as well. I would say the story kind of falls off in my opinion, but mm. it's still like this would be a good one. I feel like your two year old would like because it has a lot of in, in, like strong women as mm. like characters, and and I'm really big on getting more like stronger women instead of depending on like the guys or um, agree. Just, you know? Well, that's what I want. I want to show my little girl like that. Exactly. That you, she doesn't Ruby need. Would be a good one. Yeah, that she needs that. That you know she can the villains, take care of herself. Like the, the villains of a woman, but the heroes are also women. So it's like there are some side characters that are are men, but like I think it's a good one if you want to show your your little one. So, and it's in it's in English, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as the two of you i i also mm-hmm. I, I mean i enjoyed it but like as far as like stimulating anything like you know like the brain it's or cute. like a, it's not it's not it's yeah. not a real thinker it's like yeah. the the story in and of itself was like i i think we were in episode two and maybe the review was toward the end of episode three and toward the beginning of episode two i was like oh doc dr fields is the robot that, that I makes didn't a actually, lot of sense yeah. i actually oh, you, you didn't, didn't i didn't i didn't call that one uh, I was because I watched it with Hannah, and, and right, I think around the same time, she goes, "I bet Doctor Fields is that robot." And like, yeah. literally, like two yeah. scenes later, we get the reveal, and I was like, "Damn, you got that before me!" Like, yeah, watching anime. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, literally, you know, I watched this last week. Ooh, uh, yeah. uh, one, uh, one, uh, two other things. Like, I actually did both. So I started with the. Um, Japanese with the English subtitles, and then just because we were in a hurry, I switched. Where did switched. you find it? It's under it, the it was settings. A, it was under it the is, settings. Yeah. I looked at it, it wouldn't let me show. I was trying to get it on my TV, and it wouldn't let me yeah. do it. Maybe it's because the TV. But what's <laughs> really interesting is that the English subtitles are still the, the. It's not based off the English audio. It's based off the Japanese audio. That's what so I like when they yeah. were talking, and I was reading, I was like, it's. I was like, oh my god! I was like, Hannah, look, it's like they're literally saying like the same thing, but completely different. But like, different, it's, yeah. It's like that's the same, but it's different. At. 
That's what I was getting at earlier. I'm like, I like to know the original source of things. Yeah. I'm a sub because, guy. I'm a sub. Yeah, exactly. I prefer, but I understand. The true, yeah. true meaning and feeling of everything. So now I have to figure out what's going on with my settings so I can yeah. watch the actual also, version of it. You know. <laughs> also, I just think like, and it's just just like we. I, I do the same thing we watch because every month we do our foreign film. Um, mm-hmm. Like I just think you get a better idea when you hear the inflection in their voice and mm-hmm. like what that means in their language. It, it's also just really interesting to hear, like, just to hear the what what they sound like and exactly. what they're trying to say and how, like, what they say. It's the same thing, but it means differently than yeah. how the, how it comes out. Like how the interpret, like how things can get lost between languages. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. Yeah, and you know it's funny enough, Ernesto, that they actually had a lot of well-known actors to play the English roles in it. If you look at the IMDb, uh, oh. Zero, who was the evil robot, was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, oh. A37, who played the mom robot, was voiced by Rosie O'Dawson. Rosie Rosie O'Dawson. Um, and um, Rosario Dawson. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I knew I was saying it wrong both the times. Uh, yes, Rosario <laughs> Dawson was the the mom robot. And the dad robot was voiced by David Tennant, oh, um, I knew who was Doctor Who. I could tell that, and that's because Doctor Who and me was like. Yes. Yeah. Doc- now I only saw Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I I did the dub version only because with two reasons. One, uh, I am lazy, and you know, <laughs> I I will I will look. You know, it, it's we're still watching the content. I would not have watched this otherwise. Uh, but two, it was like it was already given to me that way. And so I'm like, uh, all right, like you know, I'll just leave it. I mean, I did see in the in the in the settings, I could have changed it to have Japanese language. I'm and so then, mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was there, but I feel like like they're making you work for it essentially. Yeah. Like I, I I was actually surprised that it started me out like with the English version first. I would have think that since this That's is an anime up. and the original was Japanese, you would have started me there, and I have to do the work to change it. But Correct. that wasn't the case with this. See, but I also, but I also think that subs force you to pay attention more, because you can't, well, yeah, just, yeah. you can't, you can't, yes, you have, yes, you have to stare, you have to, you have to 100% pay attention. You can't listen to it because you're not going to understand. You yeah. have right. to watch the TV the whole time while you're watching. Right. Yep. And and I feel like that, you know, since Netflix was behind it, I think they made it for both audiences. They did. Like they made, they did. I, I think you know, obviously with this voice cast, you don't just hire these people for nothing. Um, so I think they were definitely had it in mind that we're going to make an English version, and we're going to have uh, a, a Japanese version as well, and it could appeal to both. I wonder if you set your settings, like if you have a VPN, set your settings to be like located in um, Japan. I wonder if it would automatically on Net- on the Japanese Netflix, so it would give you like. Probably, but but yeah. what's funny is that because I've watched other international films out there, maybe Netflix already knew my settings. Because when he started, his defaulted mm-hmm. to sub to dubbed, but yes. when I did it, mine defaulted to subs. Like I didn't have to change oh, it. Interesting. Oh, my, interesting. When I st- when I started it, it was already on Japanese audio English subtitles. Mm. I t- see now. I have that like frustrates me because I was trying to change it. I was on on my TV having it because it was just like the the app you get with your TV. Yeah. And the Netflix account isn't isn't my account. Um, it's actually my boyfriend's sister's account. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, save that money, right? Um, Thanks. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I was trying to change it on the TV. So I'm wondering if it's because I watch it on the TV, it doesn't have like all the full settings. Because I went and I was looking and I was like. 
it only has this. Like, I don't, I know, I looked it up. I'm like, I know there's a Japanese version. Can I please yeah. have that? Like, that's what I want to watch. I want to see that difference. And so that was like a little frustrating for me. So now I'm going to like probably watch it on my computer to see if that's like a change. Um, yeah. Because Netflix also, should have their own audio and subtitle settings. Yes, yeah, they should. They yeah. should. Like, that should be like a thing. Um, and any random fun fact the girl who voices um, Sarah in the English version, version, her name is Ruby Rose. And in the anime that I referenced that it looked like Ruby, her name is Ruby Rose. So, <laughs> like, the, no. the main girl who's. <laughs> oh, Ruby, that's hilarious. So, like, I was like, oh, that's funny. Because at first I thought that's what it was. Like, oh, wait, no, that's a character. That's not a real person. That's not who that is. <laughs> that's not who that is. <laughs> uh, I think, and the other thing, I, the musical score, and I'm sure maybe you have other animes to relate, but the one thing mm-hmm. it reminded me of was the music from uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yes, I thought that because there was like a little, um, in the first episode, like it's like it it's like something with like the piano interlude like the yes. way they mm-hmm. the way they yes. did the music i was like damn this is like like beat for beat of, of kingdom, kingdom hearts, hearts. Yeah. yes yeah I, I, I thought this was, okay cool but i liked it with that but that but it kind of yeah. drew me in a little bit because i liked because i liked that score from kingdom hearts that's yeah. why i remembered yes. it it made me like it it made me like unlock a little bit of a nostalgia and i enjoyed the first episode because it was cutesy but i think then the soundtrack kind of like it got a little bit more serious too. Yeah, yeah it so did. Yeah, cutesy, cutesy got like no more. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, now we're just going. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's interesting that they started out that that cutesy vibe in the beginning because I was like, for me, that kind of threw me off guard just mm-hmm. a little bit because I was like. Oh, okay. So, like, I, I guess I was expecting more of an adult tone, but obviously that's yeah. not the case throughout this this series. Um, I, I thought it was funny, though. Like, uh, you know, it's an interesting concept, too. Like, two robots trying to raise a child. It's, it's not, they're not How inventing the wheel. Yeah. Right. They're not inventing the wheel here. But also, obviously, it drawed a lot of questions um, of, like, you know, them. It was interesting to see at the beginning them computing what this was and also i thought it was an interesting move that in order for them to learn english they just need to hear someone speak it and then yep. therefore they well not english but i guess human language i should say yeah um and once they recognize the human language then it like unlocked a thing in their servers whereas otherwise because they haven't seen any human in hundreds of years, they're just talking to each other in robot speak, I guess. Yeah. Bye, here we go. And, and so I thought that was an interesting aspect to throw in there because, like, technically we saw them as, you know, robots and all of a sudden, like, something yeah. triggered in them and the show started from there. I thought it was also a funny scene when they were, like, trying to recharge the baby. So they just put oh, on the yeah. platform and, <laughs> and they're like, recharge? Re- yeah, recharge. Come on. What are you, what's going on? Um, but I, that also drew a lot of questions because obviously in the second episode or toward the end of the first episode, uh, Sarah is now a teenager or, you know, maybe into an adult stage. Um, but there's two big questions that I had. One, where do they find clothes for this child? I, like, that was the first thing I thought of when you see her in her like get up. I'm like, huh? Did they make that? Like, did they just have that lying around? Like, where did this right? Like, like no, did, I just assume that this? they. I would just assume that they made it. They're robots. Like, you know, they don't know how to craft clothes. They can go gather. Uh, that's yeah, but how I would they figured, know that? The... So, like, the sizes. Like, how do you know how to like make it? They're correct? robots. Like, they can scan her. All right. I mean, I'm, I mean, <laughs> we're talking about. Okay, are we really asking for logistics in a world where only where robots have are running everything? But yeah, they always that, talk about I how did they start never. This. <laughs> Yeah, so like I'm just it just 
that was a I get you. Thing. I understand. Like, I get you. Okay, but then like, why does she need a harness? Why does she need these things? She had like extra stuff. Did you? Do you? They really? These robots really be making this extra stuff for her because she really needs it? Like why? No, <laughs> no, I don't get it. I need you. Someone explain. Please explain. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of threw me off. Yeah, it kind of threw me off because I'm like, all right, where, where, the, where you got? You got boots on, you got goggles. I mean, one could say that you found these items out there, but if if the human civilization has been gone for 500 years and you are living in this like nature-filled oasis, I find it hard to believe that you were able to find clothes within this yeah. utopia yeah. or dystopia, whatever you want to, how you ever want to look at it in this world. So that bothered me a little bit. And the second thing, which I wish I looked up, which I didn't, can you survive that long only on apples? Yeah. I mean, I, no, apples are very substantive. No. I mean, no, because I mean, think about it. Apples. Do you know they have cyanide in it? If you eat so many apples at some point, you're going to die. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I guess. I mean, eventually they explained because she was like eating corn and it would look like yeah. potatoes. And so they made reference in that, um, like, oh, you know, she learned how to harvest so quickly and make her own food. And then like they, she developed something called like, and they were making fun of it, like a microwave or something like that. So I was like, okay, so like she's very tech savvy. That makes sense. She's yeah. you know, raised by robots, um, you know, learning to harvest. They also made a reference that she was like learning from books. Um and so, like, okay, yeah, you know, that makes sense. But, yeah, like, apples for the a good majority of your childhood before you learned how to farm, I don't know. That's a stretch for me because there was nothing else that was there. They had potatoes. What, but, she's, but they said she harvests those potatoes. So, I'm like, and then now I'm, in, now I'm into the question, like, okay, now where did you find the original potatoes? And where did oh. you find the original corn? But, like, anyway, that's another thing. That's true. Thing. And, like, yeah. Like my so my my nephew who's two years old he only eats the go go squeeze applesauce pouches so I'm thinking eh, maybe <laughs> it's possible, um, but like uh, that's so true and I I think about have you ever seen the show Alone it's like a, a it's like a show where there's like eight people and they put them out in this certain type of environment and they have to survive off the land like the the last season I watched they were in like northern 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 part of Canada where like no one's there and like people would like they had to be asked to get off the show to get back into the mainland because like they didn't have enough protein they didn't have enough fat they didn't have enough salt things like that like there was a lady who was just living off of like berries and veggies and she like got super malnourished because she needed that like protein like that meat mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so, like, that's, that is a possibility. You can't just be doing that. Like, as a baby, like, you're going to stunt your growth like that. And she has these strong bones coming off of buildings. Like, yeah. how you doing this? <laughs> she's, she's just jumping it's off impossible. of buildings. And you, ah. you, you, got, <laughs> you got dad robot like, stop doing that. He's like, no, no. Little robot no. catches me every time. We're good. <laughs> It'll be fine. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, to me, like, the, the biggest twist of the of the series was when, like, there were more humans basically underground when the, it was like at the end of season still two when sleep. Yeah, 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 still like some of this cryo sleep and like like there's like thirty five thousand um, humans underneath there and she needs to figure out the password which at the end of it it's the longest password ever uh, because you have the password because <laughs> yeah the password have been great but like to read every word of the article like article one robots must do this article two, like that's as a long password she would never would figure that out. 
too much, too much of a password. Um, but I, to me, that that was an interesting aspect. Cause now she's like, now the 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 series shifted into now I got to save the human race, in in a way, um, while also learning this very depressing, sad story of Doctor Fields and how he lost his he lost his wife, he lost his daughter. Uh, right before, you know, as human civilization was going away because of air pollution. And then he comes back to life. It looks to be early. It looks like he like, he like set his timer to go, to be awakened earlier than ever than the others to see, to assess this new world. And at the end of it, he's like, we don't need humans anymore. I'm going to be a robot now. Like that's, that's a very interesting, uh, uh, decision to make in that scenario. Um, and like like what like I just think about like how how do you get to that point like where you're just like yeah I want to be a robot now like who like I yeah. guess if you have like a bad mental break sure but I feel like it, lost in your my daughter opinion, I don't know if I lost my daughter if you, <laughs> but if you lose your daughter daughter you would want that you wouldn't want to put that same trauma on someone else you would want to try to keep like in my opinion I feel like I would want to help. And not have that same pain to be placed on some, someone else instead of just going about this. I don't know. I but I'm also well, I mean, not. Technic- a, but I'm also not a mad scientist. Yeah, who, yeah. Who created true, you know? Who created an army? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's his brain just operates on a whole. He's that's like yeah. we should be asking Elon Musk this question. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, true. That would so be the Elon, best person it, to ask. Or the guys <laughs> who walk. Or the guys who work at Boston Dynamics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are the hard-hitting questions we need to ask. So, like, if there was air pollution in the world and humanization was going to go away, uh, would you put all of us in cryosleep and then not wake us up? Like, they're like, how's that they're like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> Alien movies, get it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it told like it, it, it definitely had its moments, uh, but overall, like, I think at the end of the day, it can be because I feel like it was so simple, it can be like forgettable. In, in, yeah. in a way, and that's yeah. just me. It also ended kind of open ended a little bit. Um, well, it's a setup. It's a clear setup for. Is it a setup? Sh- well, I mean, it's like, a show. So it. I like, mean, what it, it has to, to me, go somewhere. Eden, and there's like there's different there's there's different like sectors of Eden, right? Like there's Eden yeah. one, Eden two, Eden three. So mm-hmm. like, what if you name it after like the sectors and kind of like continue on with the story? Maybe there's gonna be Eden twelve. We don't know. We like season one is zero. And then yep. season two is Eden one, season two is Eden two, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it felt like it was like a bookend because really if you were going off of season like giving us a season two, uh, it 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 feels like that your main focus of this story is like you you told that story you know the, at the end of the day you save you save the human race your your robot pals are kind of you know. That they had a dramatic scene where they killed the well they they raced the memories of mom and dad robot which it looks like they will eventually get back up again, um, yeah hopefully I think that's what they alluded to at the end I, yeah. and, and and then at, there was one point where like the the Eden robot or like the AI in this in the series was like was it do you think you made the right choice because the the question was should we even bring back uh, civilization because they could easily just destroy uh the world again and after mm-hmm. it being like you know earth being you know very stable and perfect for so many years humans are going to be destined to destroy it at least in this show's eyes and so the ai told sarah's like do you think it was worth it was it worth saving the humans and they did not answer that question <laughs> they were like yeah, oh, we're not going to touch that i think it's assumed because you know they're you know like how they wanted to see the humans dancing be- because 
that mm. that was how they experienced joy like they understand mm-hmm. that's how they understood joy so i think it's assumed that like maybe like maybe they're not but they're also worth the risk but there's right, also like yeah. that, that that question where it's like do those humans want to come into this world too like do yeah. you want to take them out of it and like come into this new world where things are a lot different than what you were placed in so it, it, it it's kind of like is it worth it for them like are people gonna go mad too like you don't know like you don't know yeah. how all these people are gonna because it's like what 32,000 or something like that like, yeah it was like 38 i thought it was like 38 or, or yeah, 28 like, or something very like that very vague number like obscure yeah th- 35,000 <laughs> is what it was yeah um and like so like do you want these people to come into this world do you think it's gonna be good for you i mean yeah of course like us as humans we say yeah like save the human race right but but do they want to be in this that's kind of like yeah it seems it does seem like it was they're setting up because it does seem bookend but it seems bookend for them but Mm-hmm. Like now we have thirty eight thousand other stories that we need to tell. Like all mm-hmm. every every single one of those people in those pods is a story of like who they were before and where they're gonna go yeah. now and what their interactions in this world is gonna be. Everybody, there's now thirty eight thousand people who have to like try to find their place in this robot world. Yeah. And then also the stories of some of the robots and in their interactions and I mean, yeah. if they really push it, it could really they could really make it something. Or hopefully, yeah. maybe they see this and maybe they'll listen to Andy and maybe next season <laughs> they'll start they'll start pushing the boundaries. Oh yeah, maybe. Well, because like like you said, we the, we we were only given a small. Um, we are we are led to believe that this is all of civilization in this mm-hmm. one area. Uh, who knows if they were survivors that you know started you know colonizing throughout all these different years elsewhere. So they could even bring that element into it as well. Um, I don't know. For me, like I feel like I'm I'm good here. Like this was a solid four episodes. It was a simple story. It gave you a little hope. They gave you a little action. Gave you a little mystery. Um, it was lighthearted. Uh, animation was was fine. Like for me, like the way I and I feel like I'm a very I wouldn't even call myself an avid or whatever uh, what less of an avid is. It's like I'm a casual or a barely yeah. casual anime watcher. I've seen like – sure, yes. Um, <laughs> That's what they call us. They call I us. Get, I get – okay, so I'm a normie then. Um, like I've seen Pokemon when I was a kid uh, more, you know, when I'm in the teens and, you know, more in the mm. adult age. I've watched Avatar and, and Legend of Korra, which I loved. Um, and then more recently, I would say two years, I actually rewatched all of Digimon just so I can watch Digimon try because yeah, I wanted yeah. to know I where I wanted to know how they were to tell the story. And I hadn't watched Digimon in, in years. So like, I'm not gonna remember anything. And I remember really like, I feel like for me, when I rewatched Digimon, at least the American version, like the first, mm-hmm. the main two scenes of it. I feel like I was like very like wow it's it's this is not what I remembered it being like th- this was this was definitely geared to children um and like there uh, there are some points where I'm like I can't I I'm powering through this but I really I'm kind of like yeah over it a little bit in, in in a sense uh and but then when we got to Digimon Try you know it was a little bit more of an adult take and I, I think at the end of the day it was worth the journey to to get to try. Um, but did Andy, did you watch Try? 
Um, I haven't gotten to, but I have, I rewatched Digimon just like how you did to watch it. And I kind of, I agree with what you're saying because those were tailored to, um, the younger kids. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like, um, they're growing up with their audience and they know that the audience that they had when these were out were kids and now they're adults. It's kind of how I felt with like talking about American animation, how I felt with like frozen and frozen Two. like there's six years in between frozen and frozen Two, And a lot of those kids who first watched frozen, they were probably like eight years old. Now they're teenagers. So it's kind of like, you're growing up with your audience and that's why frozen two was a little bit more of a, that's a good like, point. Like some serious undertones and just, you can even use like toy story as an example. Oh toy story God, came yeah. out the year I was born. The first yeah. toy story came out the wow. year I was born. And then like toy story three <laughs> to toy story. Yeah. Like toy story four to toy story three, like you're growing up and you see Andy. Like I, every time I introduce myself, I'm like, hi, my name's Andy. Like from toy story. Right. That's how I introduce myself to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where watching those like growing up and then seeing Andy as like a college person and I was in college at the time when these came right. out it's like you kind you kind of have like a weird feeling and so I think that's what Digimon was trying to do with try because I saw like the trailers mm-hmm. for it and it's kind of like you're growing up and life kind of sucks but we're we're gonna make through we're gonna get through <laughs> yeah and I and I think and I and it was like a six part movie like well there were movies i think they're like an hour and like 10 or 20 minutes Mm -hmm. each and there were like six parts of those i'm like damn they went to work for this (laughs) like this is (laughs) technically a series yeah i was like six all right let's let's get to work i just spent (laughs) two seasons watching this i can i can watch six movies i guess yeah um and i think there's like one more after that uh if i remember i don't remember what it was but i think like this is like they were calling like this is it this is the last one we promise and i was like all right we'll see um (laughs) it depends uh, on how much money it makes right exactly exactly we'll see where Uh, this goes (laughs) yeah uh but i mean overall as as far as final thoughts eden was was a fine anime i i feel like uh i kind of want to get like I and kind of get recommend uh, recommendations from you, Andy, of like mm-hmm. more we'll of an adult. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there, but like more an adult anime. Like I feel like uh, this was fine, but like I know there's some great stuff out there that I would enjoy that I'd be like really into because yeah. this one I felt like I was a passive watcher throughout because the story was so simple. It just like it wasn't bad. Nothing was bad about it. It was just like like you said, it maybe this wasn't made for me. It was made yeah, for a exactly. younger audience. Maybe it was made for a really young audience. Like yeah. <laughs> they're like no, for real. out there. We got yeah. you. Like Mickey Mouse yeah. Clubhouse type shit. <laughs> Mickey yeah, Mouse yeah. Clubhouse. Yeah. But they had some like dark themes in there. Like that's you don't true. just yeah. you don't kill that's off your fair. parents. That that's very Disney of killing off parents, but like very Disney. Very Disney. Very Disney. But like, you know, they kinda did that in a way. But yeah. but yeah, Ernesto, what are your final thoughts? Uh, kind of the same. It was all right. Like, I mean, it got my it got my daughter interested, and she's yeah. two. I mean, awesome. I mean, I mean, but that but that also says something that maybe there's something there because and yeah. she's also very picky. Like, she won't like we'll put on like Mickey Mouse and other stuff, but like she only likes Peppa Pig. Like we'll put on Mickey. Oh, no. Yeah, she's like <laughs> Peppa Pig. Peppa, she just I guess she likes the little the little kid making fun of the dad all the time. Like, daddy, <laughs> Shit, you yeah. have a big belly, daddy. <laughs> Peppa Pig is a savage. 
if, true, for those true. for those who have never watched Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig is a savage. <laughs> Hot take, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as eating goes, I mean, it was all right. It was a cute, very singular story. I really I liked the score, but because it was very reminiscent of um of playing Kingdom Hearts, and also the animation reminded me of a mix between the Borderlands game and yeah. the Telltale games, uh, mm. Walking Dead games. Okay. Andy, your final thoughts? It was cute. It wasn't for me, but I'm happy that it inspired little ones out there. So Go right. them. <laughs> they go yeah. go them. Uh, so there you go. That's our spoiler review on our foreign film of the month of Eden that's available on Netflix. And uh, so now, as our special guest, Andy, we're going to move it over to you, and we're going to talk about your oh, no. Twitch channel. Uh, I just so, want to talk about you in general. Like you're just so you're general. That, yes. <laughs> you're so you're so versatile. Like just not even just your you your Twitch. Like you, there's so many layers to what is Andy. Yeah, I'm an onion basically. Yes. <laughs> making, making us cry. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my biggest fear. I'm a big people pleaser, and I would hate that. <laughs> so I guess we'll start at where we all met. So you know, yeah. two was 2016. 2016, uh, 2017, yeah, something so like yeah, that. 2016 is yeah. when I moved into. Uh, 2016 is when I moved to UCF or to Orlando, because um, I started out in Tallahassee, Florida, for college, and I realized I hated it there. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I want to do this. I want to go to school for production. I want to go to school for broadcasting. And I looked at a lot of schools and found out that UCF was one of the better schools for it. Thank God I did, because I made so many friends. Um, from that program alone that I'm obviously still talking to today. Um, so yeah, I went to school at UCF at, in 2016. One of my first classes I had, Ernesto was in the class. <laughs> um, we sat up in the front and we like, we were the only kids that actually paid attention to the class because yeah. like, lecture class. Cause yeah. I took like, we like Ernesto's like, listen, I got kids. I'm married. I gotta take this shit seriously. <laughs> I, I have no time to mess around. With this She's dumb not. Stuff. I say, listen, I don't. I don't have time to fuck around anymore. Okay, yeah, I'm exactly. old. <laughs> this, this is my last chance. So we yeah. gotta get this right. The yeah, first. This I is like Eminem Eight Mile me. type shit. Like. I really, I really love that about him because it made me want to actually try hard. Because I was like the quote-unquote college age for everything and so i was like i'm trying to get fucked up every weekend kind of thing no not really i wasn't like that but (laughs) he made he he really made me like settle down and actually take notes seriously and then there was a um we just like started talking because i would make little snide remarks in class like while the professor was talking because i'm like a comedian don't no one needs to know about it though but I have to tell him, what the fuck? What are you talking about? I mean, like this? And he would turn around and just laugh at me. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> one person just needs me. It's like, I just need one. I just need one person to laugh at my stupid jokes, and we're going to be best friends. Because I, I would hear her. I'd be like, oh, that was actually pretty funny. Like, <laughs> it's like, that was actually pretty smart. Like, I'm, a, I'm a little shit. Like, with with uh, 
Mr. Malala, is that whatever his name is? <laughs> I think it was his. Class. I don't remember his actually name, but I I feel was something like oh Malala, that's right, Doctor Doctor Malala, whatever his so name is. So that was a class I think we met in where it was a required one, and I took another class with him and actually learned to love him. So he's a sweet guy. It's all about you know the Republic of Congo and helping them out, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> was, but, he, he, that's all he talked about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, so, a side, it's a side charity work. Yeah. <laughs> So I think me and, me and Ernesto like shared phone numbers and we became friends because he was just like, hey, like if I ever need to get stuff from you from this class, I was like, yeah, same, because he was a good note taker. And then I believe your grandma passed away during that class. And I was like, I got yes. you, my dude. Yes. I got you. I will give you those notes. I'll make sure you don't fail this class because F taking this class again because it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> um, um, but then like I think someone came into our class talking about the extra student shows that was megan it was megan it was megan oh and i was like i kind of want to do that i was like scared and ernesto's like just come just go just come to it come to it just don't even think about just show up just do it and i was like (laughs) a little like paranoid like person i am where i'm like i don't know i i don't go and do things I well, you do now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I went and I met, I, I got, I was like, hey, like, I'm here, like, hee hee. Like, I've never really been in here. And um, Ernesto introduced me to, to Matt because it was during when um, BTC was filming. And my first job was uh, making sure, oh, what was my first job? I thought, weren't you a panelist? We had you, you were on the show. No, like, I didn't get on the show until like a bit, but my first job working was like the pictures and everything and making sure the logo was right. Was <laughs> it graphics? Graphics. graphics? Probably graphics. Either yeah. graphics yeah. or VTR. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I never, I never did VTR, I did graphics. Um, so yeah, and then from there it bloomed into, all right, I got a lot of things to say and you're going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that it did. I mean, you were one of our reoccurring panelists. I mean... And then once I, especially like once I took over the show, once Matt, because Matt graduated and he left, yeah. and then I be he he passed the baton on to me, and then I took it yep. over for a season, and and really Andy, obviously that's where we saw you bloomed, like you know you yeah. were one of our reoccurring I said, panelists. I'm doing things. I mean, and not only that, I mean you and me did we did some YouTube stuff on the side, like yep. you helped we yeah. shot we did a cooking channel. On I still YouTube. use I still use that um, vegan cookie dough um, uh, recipe Truff, truffle balls yeah I love that that's like yeah. one of my favorite things because yeah. I took all the extras and I'm like this is delicious this is delicious <laughs> <laughs> yeah a friend of mine who I used to work at Disney she's an amazing cook and she yeah. she wanted to start her own vegan cooking channel so we have we have, there's a few episodes it, it's all still up there so we did yeah. that YouTube channel it's called Vegan Empowered. Um, it's not active, but the ones that we shot and edited, they're up there. We also yep. did another YouTube channel with Kirk, um, kind of just going over like different photo shoots and like mm-hmm. just kind of like highlighting photography in general. I mean, it was fun. We had some we had some good times. We had a lot of good times. Um, and also recently, um, you know, I still owe you these. Uh, Andy, you did a photo shoot. We did a photo yes. shoot. Co- a anime photo six. shoot. You did an anime photo shoot. Uh, <laughs> With a sword. <laughs> yeah, so, he hands me, so Ernesto hands me the sword that his friend gave him. He's like, my friend said this is like an anime sword. I don't know where it's from. I'm like, it's from SAO. And he's like, yeah, I don't know cool. where it's from. I'm like, it's from Sword Art Online. Nice. I got it. Don't worry. I know what it is. <laughs> and he's like, yep, sick. Great. Glad, glad that you know what that is. Yeah, like, yeah we're going to well, use that. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was fun and I had a good time. And 
Yeah, I just I I'm always the person taking the photos. I I'm so awkward when it comes to being taken photos of. Like, I'm like, does my neck fat look bad? Like, <laughs> but but if, with you being a cosplayer, like that should be you know you should be used to it by now. Oh, I'm all about dressing up. I'm not about people taking pictures of me though. <laughs> uh, well, you're a natural. You're a natural in front of the lens. Well, it's I think it's my theater personality because I was in theater all my life and. You know, I always played the old men because no one else ever wanted to do it. So <laughs> I, got, I got that down. <laughs> so when when you were in BTC, like what mm-hmm. you from that you started expansion pack. So what? Yes. What what was? Because that's kind of where like I was like going into my senior stuff, and I kind of yeah, I yeah. kind of broke away from the whole BTC expansion. Ernesto from the... said, "Peace out, losers. I'm going to go do my own thing." <laughs> once I got into the once I got into the TV production program, I was like, "All right." Passing it off, like I can't, yeah. I, and he's like, "Here, you can have BTC, and you can create your own new show." And I was like, "Well, I'm technically not supposed to because I technically wasn't a part of the production track. I was still part of the like the management track. That's right. And I stayed. That stayed with that. And like, Yance was like, "Hey, technically, we're not supposed to have you create shows, but we like you, so because he wanted <laughs> me, he wanted me to be like the next Megan for him." And I was like, well, I live in Tampa, and I'm going back to Tampa. Sorry. It's not going to um, happen. <laughs> I don't have money. I don't have a job, and no one wanted to hire me. But, yeah, and so you gave off the reins to me, and we were doing BTC, and I got new host, and that's where, like, Reagan came from. And she just got married. Congratulations to Reagan. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Her dress was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Pictures anyway. were really nice, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she kind of took over after Chris left because Chris had his own stuff going on too. And he graduated, I believe too. Um, and so she took over and then we also had, um, oh, what was his name? I'm going to, I'm going to feel like an asshole for not remembering his name. Who was also a host. Nick DeLorenzo. Nick, that is correct. Um, and he, he did that and he was a, a great guy. We had a lot of people that I had like friendships with. And then I was like, I want something exciting happening. Like I want to create my own show and I wanted to be surrounded around video games, surrounded by anime, surrounded by comic books, anything you think is nerdy. I want to create it. And I want to talk about it because that's where I have interest. I love movies and things like that and TV shows. And I am very niche with my like interests. So I want to create something that I can call my own. And that's where the expansion pack came from. And I hosted with Reagan on there and we like, I was like, so I was just happy that I created something and something got like made. It's and yours. I loved it so much. And talking about like gaming news was always great for me. And I thought like it was just a really good show. I was very proud of it. And then I left it off to Alan and Joe, and then that died. So, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually how those things goes. Like I yeah, mean, yeah. like BTC died too. So yeah, it okay. did. Yeah. But it was it, tried... it, but it was fun while it lasted. Like I don't know. I felt like you yeah. know. Like we were in it, like every week on it was Wednesday. Fun. Like that was like our us thing. Decorate, decorating the the set and everything. Everyone bringing in their like pop, like vinyls and their like cute little like nerdy things that they would just bring in. I bring like bags of my like stuff. Like I have a whole room now with all that stuff in it because I have so much things I can make a background for and and like Kevin making our logo and like I'm so thankful for Kevin because that was a sick logo. Um, yeah, it was just I had fun and it turned into me like, oh, I don't know if I want to like go and do this thing and like not show up to like, I'm showing up every Wednesday before everyone else and everyone better get ready because we're going to have a good time. (laughs) That's right. But But then also around, 
around this, all surrounding this, even before this, you were already streaming, running your your own Twitch oh, channel. Oh yeah. So yeah, what? So how did I that was, start? I, um. So I had these friends that I met, and I was dating a guy at this time that I also met playing games. I actually played Counter Strike Global Offensive, and I would play that all the time, every time. And I I met these guys that we just like had a big group of friends that I've never met to this day. Like I talked to a lot of them and I've never met them. That's just like, we just bonded over games and I've never met them in person. I just, we would just talk every day and they're like, Andy, like, like I get it. You're a girl and whatever. Like, and like there's titty streamers out there, right? Whatever. But I feel like you're just, you would do really good streaming. Just have fun. Like, you're not bad at the games, but you're not great. I'm like, okay, calm down, one. <laughs> whoa, <at> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like backhanded, are backhanded compliments. I know, are, are you, you like, trying to me get or... me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so. Well, Andy, I'm sorry. Before you continue, you cut out a yeah. little bit. You mind just putting the mic just closer? Something happened. Like oh. you cut out and then. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, it was just something that they were like, we just think you're like you're fun to watch. Like people would think you're funny because. The way I play games, I'm like, you're, I, I'm making this like, this is my time to be on stage. This is my Comedy Central stand-up time. Like, I'm going to be, try to be funny with it. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I didn't, my first game I streamed was Smite. If you've ever played Smite, it's a MOBA game. Um, Heard you talk like, about it. <laughs> yeah, it was my first, and no one was there. And I didn't talk the whole time. And it was just kind of like, all right, what the heck? And then everyone's like, why don't you play CSGO? And then like, because that's the game you actually enjoy to play and you're you're pretty decent at it. And this is by the time when CSGO was a huge thing. It was a huge thing. It was before like all the scandals with the loot boxes. Um, it was like a time when everyone was like, want, like I went to DreamHack, which was a convention dedicated to like gaming and i would go and see uh, csgo conventions and things or like uh tournaments and things like that it was a huge thing like i i was in the midst of esports and so i started to stream csgo and then that is where everything boomed and like to this day like i still have people that have watched me like who still watch me from the first time that um i started streaming csgo like one of my first mods i have his name's well, I don't know his real name. His his gaming name is Troll, and he like he has been there since my first stream. It's crazy to see like people are like, I've been following since like four years ago, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like I've gone this far, <laughs> but yeah, I just started streaming CS:GO, and everything boomed off from there. And I started to get like a like kind of like my my own following of people, and it's weird. It's really weird to see because I never thought that, and it's just because they enjoy like my commentary and me being like funny and just also sometimes being bad at games. They love to, they love to come at me for that, but they do it on purpose. <laughs> it's just been hard to stream recently though, just cause of, I, I had to get a big girl job, you know? <laughs> mm. So how often are you streaming now? Um, I had to take a break because of um, just work and a lot of pressure on me, but now that pressure is no longer there. I got promoted at my job. And so I'm able, I'm trying to keep up with my stream of doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every day for at least like two to three hours, if not oh, four. Wow. Yeah. I used to stream every single day for four hours. And wow. that was something like, that's probably why I got a good following. But like, I'm looking at my Discord server with, and they're posting memes of me eating ramen, like these psychos. <laughs> but <laughs> like, 
it's like I'm all about the community side of everything, and that's what made me continue to stream was because I created this weird community of weirdos. Um, we're all like just best friends because of it, and I, it like there's people that I can't wait to to meet. Like there's a guy named Justin who has watched me forever, and he lives in Jupiter, Florida, and like I have yet to like go and like meet him, but I've been t- I've like been friends with him for the past five years. That's <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's, it's weird, but it's like we made a community, and that's why I keep streaming, and I love it. So I'm gonna be starting back up next week, back to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, probably starting at like 5 p.m. going till about eight or nine. So. What kind of what kind of game are you only gonna do CS:GO now, or are there, are there other games no, that you I look stopped, at now? Yeah, I stopped playing CS:GO, and I'm kind of doing whatever I feel like now. It used to be I would do CS:GO if they, because that's what people watch me for. But now I want to do it for me and mm. like whatever game I'm feeling. I was playing Minecraft for a while, like I could be a Minecraft streamer for a bit, and then I was like, eh, I don't want to play Minecraft. There's only so much you can do. Um, so I'll probably play like Apex, um, Valorant. Um, maybe rust i got into rust for a while um but yeah it's we're just gonna play whatever i feel like it i really want to try to get just dance to like work (laughs) with my stream because i actually enjoy just dance and actually do the movements that they have because i'm a dancer as well that's how you do outside so yeah uh matt no uh, no i was um the uh sorry i lost my train of thought there um but when uh so what what type of what type of when you are streaming Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're just doing it for yourself and not uh you know it sounds like you you had an interesting path with with your with streaming on twitch Mm -hmm. it looks like you're either you're doing it because you were nervous at first and then you started developing a following and then now it feels like they're only watching because you're playing this game um but then it feels like now it feels like it's at least from what you said so far, it seems like you found like a happy place with yeah. where you are and how you stream, and you're not really being pressured to either go after you know more followers yeah. or or you know uh, streams a specific thing. It, it, yeah. it feels like you've gathered enough of a following and to now to kind of stream whatever you want, and and kind of that's kind of what the whole point is. Even with a podcast, like anyone can read you know movie news for example but you come in to get the commentary of the people who are telling you the news or the people who are telling you the review they're here for for you specifically so with that like what you know what do you want to get out of the stream like you said you like you get that human connection but is there anything else that you feel like like you it seems like you're like you're streaming for a purpose or when people are watching you what do you want them to get out of when you know you know, watching you yeah, stream. I see what you're saying. So I always, I, I, I have even like VODs of this and you can go back and I've, I've talked about this before and I always say how I stream for, like I stream for me, but I don't stream for me at the same time. Like I'm not streaming to get money out of it. I'm not streaming just because like it's easy because it's not it's a hard thing to do, like to sit and try to have, have a camera in front of you and then if you fuck up in a game, God, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I really do it just because like, if I can make someone, someone's day, if I can just make someone smile and happy, then I, that's why I, I do it. And that's why I, I, I continue to do it. It's just something that, if I can just make you smile because I said something, and I can make your day a little bit brighter, then 
that's it's all worthwhile to me. I don't care how many subs I have. I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care how many like people donate to me. It's not about that. It's just I want to make sure that I have a good place for people to go and they feel happy and and that's that's it. I have a lot of people who they tell me like this is watching you makes my day every time because and that just makes my day because I made someone else happy and mm. I made someone else have a good day because I'm just me. So I have two questions. I have a <clears throat> double question there. So mm. what is your favorite and weirdest moment you've had from all your Twitch streams? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um I have a lot of like clips, I would say, um from like on my channel. I don't I haven't really had like a weird moment. There were, there was a time where I like at the end of the stream, I would choose like a rap song and I would have like a fireplace background and recite the rap song like as if it was poetry. Like one time I did Gucci Gang by uh, Little Pump or whatever That's his hilarious. name is. <laughs> yeah, and I just like I like read it and like I was like Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Like kind of like <laughs> like you're reading it like poetry. Um, so those were like really funny moments. Um, there was a time like it, one of my favorite things is uh, just those moments of encouraging your teammates when you're playing, especially like playing CSGO. Like if you're dying, it's like a 1v4 or like a 1v5 and your teammates that one. And like there's like a moment where um, one of my friends, he like clutched the round and my reaction of just going like going crazy, just excited for him. Like that's always exciting. Um, there was a moment where we played Sims and created a whole house and like, you know, we have to kill some Sims sometimes, you know. Like, so like, <laughs> Put them in the, the pool, game, like, take the ladder yeah, away. it's part of the game. And like, <laughs> the devil of me going like, all right, how are we killing you today? Like, things like that. It's always like, like having a good time, laughing at ourselves and just, you know. There's, a, there's so many times and so many weird things. Um, you know, you always get those feet people, but no one's seen their feet, so. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So you're telling me you get you get guys who come on there, or, or female, I'm not going to judge. You, yeah, that, no judge. No judgment that come on there and asking for feet pictures, or they just want to see oh, your feet oh, on yeah. camera? Oh, yeah. There's there's also, like, a running joke in my stream that they know I watch Overwatch porn. Like, that's just something that is, it's like a meme that now and I'm it, sorry. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Before you explain that, you're going to need to back up and explain the other thing you just said. It's just one of those things where it's an open, it's an open area. We talk about weird shit all the time. And I, I don't, I don't judge. Like, that's also another thing we say. No judge, no judge. We don't kink shame in here. We don't judge anything. We, we just, we say what we want to say. And so like, it's it just, well, we that's have a lot awesome. of inside jokes. You've created a safe space within your community. Yeah, it no sounds judgment. like it. Judge free zone. We're like, we're like planet fitness. Uh, <laughs> are are you playing with other people? I, I I'm sorry. I was under the assumption that you're playing by yourself. Are you are playing with other people, or they're just watching you play? So, uh, depends on the game. So sometimes I'll be playing okay. by myself. So if I'm playing Sims, like I had it where if you subscribe to me, I like made you in Sims. Like I made that person. So like I had a whole house full of like subscribers and like, but it's just me playing. But it's them with me. But then there's games where I'll play with viewers like. We had a whole Minecraft server and like everyone could join the server. So we had more people in there. Um, and then like CSGO, it's fun to play with a full team. So having four other people including, and then you have me. So it's like, it's better to play with a team than to play by yourself. So it just depends on the game. 
Okay. Um, kind of. So before before I ask the next line of questioning, where can people find you on your Twitch account? So it is twitch.tv slash punkati. That's P-U-N-K-A-H-T-I-I. Um, the reason why I had a name is because of a name generator. I put, fun fact, I put punk because I love like punk music. Anime because I love anime and my name Andy in a, in a word generator. And it gave me punkati with one eye. And if you know anything about my socials, I love having that double vowel. And I added another eye underneath it because I was like, I love that. I don't know what this is, but yeah, I got it because of anime too. So ties all in. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Um, so with that, you know, we kind of asked you earlier, um, kind of going back into anime. Uh, if there are any recommendations you can either give us or to our mm-hmm. listeners on some of the animes that you've enjoyed or you think that'll be good for beginners to yep. want to get into the genre. Uh, what what do you have to say to that? And also ones for me, like like an adult, some like some for adult me, and some for me to watch with like my kids, like the <laughs> the older yeah. kids. So I would say Ernesto for you, I feel like you would love One Punch Man. Um, okay. I really do think you would love One Punch Man, and uh, Matt, I feel like you would love My Hero Academia. Um, for me, okay. if you're wanting to start into an understanding like what true like what it's gonna be like to be anime and like you need to know like your your cult classics, I always say watch Death Note. Um, these are just like the very normy ones, and I always say go and watch that. You'll understand anime once you watch Death Note. Um, Attack on Titans a really good one. It's been really good for like everyone always says, oh like it went off after the first. No, it's it's good. It's a good anime. It's it's good to continue with it. Um, Where can we find these? You can go into Crunchyroll and get a subscription for Crunchyroll, or you can watch them for free on Crunchyroll. Um, you just won't get them when the f- episodes first come out. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of bootleg websites out there. There's some on Netflix, like Netflix has Death Note. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's a bunch of like, I know on Hulu has some. I think now they just got them. Um, but no, it's I mean, a lot. Netflix has a lot of them. Crunchyroll, and then a lot lot of bootleg areas that you're probably like if you want to get a virus on your computer you <laughs> if you really want to watch it <laughs> you really want to watch but, it in real time so <laughs> no ads but but you like but you got to watch it so it's worth it so all the, yeah, the viruses are worth it. it yeah yeah of course of course um <laughs> and and so like what what would you say to someone who is like what type of content i guess like for those who are trying to like maybe I, i'm trying to formulate the question on the spot here but it's like like genres within anime yeah or like i don't understand like anime could be a genre in and of itself um in in some cases but obviously there's like more horror or adventure uh kind of tying into it but like i I guess it's like more of a um what would you like or, or what can you man i i'm trying to formulate the question i'm having a hard time formulating it but it's i guess it's more along the lines of if, like, what is, like, the few things you can say of, like, if anyone is, is maybe interested in the genre of anime, but maybe not something, yeah. like, specific as a show, but more like, you know, what would you, style. like, the overall tone, I guess, the style, the tone, there we go. What tone are you are you going to expect when you watch an anime feature that, you know, some people are like, <laughs> I don't really know what anime is about. This is the tone that you're going to get with it. Um... I mean, you're going to get something that you probably have never seen before. You're going to get something that's like a lot of uh, fan service. So fan service is like boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're going to get a lot of uh, 
just like the typical tropes that you think of, like the nosebleed kind of thing, the like, oh, excuse me, the blushing, like the, like the, the, like the, like gasping, like things like that. You'll get a lot of that with anime, which is like fun. But there are so many different types of genres that mm. everything is different. You're always going to get something different. You got a hundred anime, and they're all going to be about something different. That's just what it is. So if you if you have an interest, again, there's a whole anime series about bicycling. Like you, you can find <laughs> something and to pique your interest, and that's why I love it, and that's why it's it's great to expect that you're gonna have something that's you're gonna like. Okay, understood. There's something at least there's, there's got to be something. It's like it's like a movie. There's a movie out there for yes, everybody. You have to have. Uh, there's gonna be something. Right, and I think you might have mentioned it earlier, but what is your what is your favorite anime? It is called at the moment right now. It's called Parasite the Maximum. Um, I'm wearing like the shirt has Migi on it, which is one of the main characters in it. It's an alien that takes over um, like a nerdy dude, but he stops it or like the alien takes over all the way and just controls his hand. But these aliens take over all of like some humans and then they like will destroy and eat humans until they're killed. Like they kill his. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it. I don't want to spoil. I want people to watch it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's called Parasite the Maximum, and I I love it. And the intro is I listen to it every single day on the car ride to work. Nice. It gets oh, you wow. going for the day. <laughs> oh, it yeah. does. I love it. <laughs> so what about what about some animes for me to watch with like my older kids? Uh, my Hero. My Hero Academia is a really good um, anime to watch with the older kids and just kids in general. So. Okay. Okay. And I've I've heard I've, the name Attack the Titan Attack on Titan sounds very familiar, um, so maybe I can dive into that. If you're saying that it's another really good one, that you know I more of an adult, adult generic. Yeah, that's more. Yeah. Adult, so. Mhm. Um. And and with that, we have one more question for you, Ernesto. Mhm. Oh wait wait, I wanted to talk oh, you to more? you. Okay. Yeah. About just your your love for Lady Gaga, and <laughs> and all and kind of your cosplay. So like. Talk about, just talk about like your love for Lady Gaga, and I've seen pictures of you. I guess I don't even know if I would call it cosplay, but I guess it is, like, because you've worn certain specific outfits that she's worn before, mm-hmm. and like what your favorite cosplay has been, like when you go to cons and stuff. Um, so like, I'm obsessed with Lady Gaga. I literally have a tattoo dedicated to her. Um, and like, um, why do you I, love every... Lady Gaga? Um, she's a it's one of those people where her like my favorite quote that she's ever had is they can't scare me if I scare them first where it's basically saying like I'm gonna always be myself and you can't stop me and if that scares you then good um, and I'm all about being true to who you're who you are and to yourself and that's just something that she's all about is being true to yourself being open being free a free spirit and I'm a very big free spirit like never let anyone like dim your light kind of person mm-hmm. and so she is just like, she's kind of always been there. Like when she became popular, um, I was in eighth grade and I knew about her beforehand, like before, like she really, really blew up with poker face. And it was something that like, she kind of helped me get through. She got me back into dancing. Um, and so I just, am very thankful for her. And so every time I go to her concerts, I have to dress up in an outfit of hers. Like that just <laughs> has to be a thing. And which one has been your, your, your most memorable favorite one? Oh, well, the one I probably met her in, so... <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I've, actually, yeah. I, I've actually got to meet her, um, so during the Fame Monster, which is her second studio album, um, she had the Monster Ball tour, which I got to go on to, go to, and I dressed up, I had, like, 
mirror a mirror outfit with like <clears throat> Madonna pointy boobs, pretty much. They were made out of uh, paper plates. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, and she like, um, like it was just pure chance of me meeting her, really, and it was just. A great, it was a great opportunity, a great time. Like I loved her to death. The first thing she did was hug me and just thank me for being there. Um, so that would be the one. I have like a good picture of it on my Instagram. Um, <clears throat> my throat is going. I've been talking too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's she. She's just a good person all over, and that's why I like still follow her. And like everyone would make fun of me in high school and. Like, there was always that rumor about her being a man and things like that. And I had that same thing happen to me growing up. So I always, like, really, like, connected with her. And, yeah, like, getting to meet her was honestly the best day of my life. April 16th, 2011 was when it happened. Um, (laughs) Not that you remember. Not that it's been been 10 years. And that's insane to me. Like, this past month. remember like it was yesterday. Exactly. Like this past month was the 10th anniversary of Born This Way. Um, it came out May 23rd of 20, 2011. It, the Born This Way album. And like that's just a, such an influent, central, um, like I can talk about Lady Gaga forever, clearly. Um, that's such an influential <laughs> album onto me because it really made me like know that like what I was doing was right. I'm being true to who I am and being like a free spirit is what I need to be doing. Like, I can't let other people tell me what to do, like, like how to change myself. I will always be true to who I am. And she's just, I love her. That's it. That definitely shows. I mean, that definitely, that just, you're, it, to be honest, it sounds like you're talking about yourself. Like you just, after I've spent just so much time with you and just getting to know you, like that, that though, I'm glad that you had that. All right. What's, what, what has been your favorite cosplay that you've done at all? Like of all the cons? Um, Ooh, let me look at my Instagram. Because sometimes, like, you forget, like, what you've done. <laughs> um, I really, I guess I would say my favorite thing I've ever, like, dressed up as. Mm, it would probably be, I really enjoyed my Stargirl outfit. I'm going to say that's my favorite. Because it was just such a fun thing to make. It was super easy to make, too. Which was, that's always nice. And, like, that was the one that so many people, like, loved that I did like seeing the reactions of people when I was walking by during the convention was like what made made my day and made me like have a good time. So I would say my star girl outfit. I got to find a photo. I thought I had a photo. Do you have it on your Instagram? I don't think it's on my Instagram because my sister took it. So maybe on my sister's Instagram, I'm going to check hers. But well, if you have it, if you have it, we would love, like we would love to attach it to the episode just so that we can have it as a reference. So if you do find it, we would love to have it. Um, And with that, our usual, our final question at the end of every interview is, what is your favorite movie? Oh, this is difficult. <laughs> it, just, it just depends on like what you what like genre, to be honest, because I like so many things. But if all I have time. to say my all-time favorite movie, it's going to be Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And, I can oh, recite that movie. I can recite that movie like word for word without even watching it. Like I can go from the beginning and tell you the whole entire script right now. Now, what is it? Is it just the style of comedy? Like, what is it about that yeah, that sticks with you so hard? It was something, it's a style of comedy, and then it's also something that was, like, really present in my childhood. Like, I've even seen, like, the stage production of it, like, when they had it, like, the made into a musical. Um, my parents went and actually saw the musical in London. Like, that's fantastic. And, 
like they brought back so many things it's just it's just something that's from my childhood i'm very big with nostalgia and like it's just something that i can picture myself at like seven years old quoting like the coconuts and like making that noise constantly um <laughs> it's just been a part of my life pretty much <laughs> I, awesome. I don't know like I it's it's hard to pick movies I feel like cause there's so it many is movies. but but still but I feel like for you it wasn't like like that was like obvious a clear that was an obvious clear choice for you like just because yeah. of how much it I love comedy that title like... would just it seems like that title specifically just means to you and possibly your family as well yes have you seen uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail Ernesto um it's been a really long time it's on like, Netflix okay Okay. But there you go. <laughs> That's our way of telling me to go watch it. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. I, I remember watching it, I would say within the first time within about four years ago. And I'm going to be honest, it, I did not. It's, the, it's, the, the humor it's was not taste. for me. It was an acquired taste for me. And I, and I was also falling asleep when I was watching it. And so I feel like maybe the context of which I was watching it, I, you know, not the best circumstances that I was fully mm-hmm. paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember just like, oh, it was it was all right, I guess. Like, I, I remember just not really enjoying it. Um, but, uh, it, it, but I know, like, it's a cult classic for a reason. So I, I feel like I need to go back and, like, really give it its due to be like, all right, what is the appeal here? Um, but ultimately, like, it could just be – the comedy is very um, – a slapstick is or a slapstick comedy, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very unique in a sense, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know. <laughs> well, I don't think that that doesn't bother me at all. I, but some, I know some people like they really like like it's, it has an accent, not not into the movie, which is a very weird yeah. thing to uh, hop on about. Um, but but yeah, I I think that it's a great choice. I think I know a lot of people love the movie, and a lot, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. Uh, but Andy, thank you very much for coming on to the yeah. show. We love really do appreciate you. it. Come, yeah, and giving us your insight on the anime world that. A genre we typically don't dive into, so I mean, even with our review on Eden this week and uh, kind of getting your take on it and your recommendations as well, uh, you know, hopefully, if anyone who is even listening and not really familiar with the genre, hopefully this could be a small window into it. And I'm sure, like, once you start getting into the genre, as with anything, you start being like, all right, well then, where does this come from? And like, I'm this like the show that you start with is gonna spawn into something else, and then. Yeah. Uh, eventually you'll like it's like a spider web it'll they'll lead you to d- down different paths oh, you weren't expecting go down the rabbit hole <laughs> exactly yep. exactly uh but i really do appreciate you coming on to the show um one more time if people want to find you on twitch where can they find you it's gonna be at twitch.tv slash punk so p-u-n-k-a-h-t-i-i right, there you go if you want to save space Go right there. Oh, yeah. No, judge-free yes. zone. Judge-free zone. Judge-free <laughs> zone. And hopefully uh, we can get you to come back on. Yes. Hopefully yeah. this is the first of many appearances 100%. we can get you. Yeah. I have a lot of things to talk about. You know this. I know. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. We've already yes. locked it in. Locked it in. <laughs> uh, if you want more from us, you can visit our social media channels on Instagram at boxoffice underscore bingers where every Monday we'll do Movie Showdown Mondays. Every Wednesday we'll give you the recognizing the music behind the movie on Fridays. We'll tell you what's new to streaming. We'll also give you all the breaking news uh, on our Facebook page at Box Office Bingers and as well as new to streaming on our TikTok channel at Box Office Bingers. We're all over the place. You can find us everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, Andy, I know you participate in Movie Showdown Mondays 
Oh, Quite yeah. often, yeah. No, I see your. She's I see your like name every time. time. Every time, yeah. I have opinions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, opinions on the selection or opinions just well, in general. So, so I always vote, and then I always like to see like who wins for what, like what people voted for. And yeah. there was like one day, I think I messaged y'all, and I was like, "This is absolutely ridiculous that people are voting <laughs> for this." <laughs> Do like, you remember I, which like, one it was? I can't remember. I can't remember. I feel like it may have been like the, like when you had Jim Carrey as like w- movies for him. Um, yeah. I think it may have been. I don't remember. Or there was something probably with Shrek. You know, I always have a strong opinion <laughs> about Shrek. But <laughs> what, like just good or bad? Do you not like good. Shrek? I do like Shrek. Shrek well, so was oh, it? Okay. Maybe it was because I remember you you did like which Shrek is better than which one. Yeah. That? You did like a DreamWorks thing. No, I, I just recently did DreamWorks, and I think Shrek number one. I don't remember. It was uh, you put up certain Shrek movies up against each other. I I just did DreamWorks not too long ago, and uh, it was, I think Shrek won it. Uh, actually, I don't know. I'm looking... Shrek one versus Shrek two. No, no, it was it was Shrek versus How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, okay. Oh, that may have been it because I think so. Like that's honestly f you for putting that up because. <laughs> Um, I also love How to Train a Dragon. It's a hard, it hard to choose. Yeah, it's hard to choose. That's the I point. That you did that That's the whole I point. I chose uh, Sh- um, Shrek, though. So. Shrek yeah. did win by, by, by a little hair, though. 54 yeah. to 46 Shrek. Yeah, Shrek so it was, it was a, a clear, close... Shrek is a clear winner, but I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon, so we'll go with Oh, my stuff. God, Ernesto. Come on. That's a, <laughs> that's a <laughs> shaking her head. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, sh- Shrek my kids have seen it. My kids have seen How to Train Your Dragon. How about you, that? You gotta, you gotta get, yeah, you gotta step up on that. <laughs> um, seriously, um, but yeah. So hopefully next week Ernesto would see uh, How to Train Your Dragon. But if not, and you Monty can still Python come back. And Monty Python. The, or and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, uh, but next week, fingers crossed, if all of our dates line up, Ernesto. Actually, not really next week. It's within the next couple of days. Uh, we are kind of making up for the week that we took off, and we're finally going to get Kellyanne uh, scheduled onto the show to talk about The Circle Season 2. Yeah. So we are very excited to branch on that series. Yeah, we're all over the place. We're all over the uh, place, yeah. yeah. Th- this week we're watching anime. Next week is or, reality or, TV. Or, is reality TV. And then after well, that, like Ernesto. Reality TV. I was watching Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no judgment. There's no judgment. No, absolutely not. Uh, and the week after that, if everything, again, if everything pans out that we wanted to, uh, we're diving into In the Heights, which I know Ernesto is very Ooh, much looking forward to. I, I can't wait. Too. Because <laughs> yes. I, just, I love the, the show. So. Oh, same. I've seen, I saw it once in Tampa. I saw it once in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. I've listened to the soundtrack like 150 million times. I've gotten like, <laughs> I've gotten like 10 other people like just in over the years of listening to it to hop on and listen to the show. It's just... It's so good. It's it's like this. If you like Lin Manuel Miranda, like that's where he's. Oh. That's like his start. It's like his main, his that. first people show. People really don't know that. Like breathe. Oh man, that song gets me huh. so emotional all the time. Just breathe. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna get me started, Andy. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we'll look forward to those future episodes that are coming later this month. Uh, we're gonna have a great time doing it. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Andy, for coming on to the show. Really Thank do appreciate it. Hopefully, hopefully, you can come back and we'll do this oh. all over. Oh, again. it's happening. We're gonna make oh, it. Yeah. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> she doesn't have a choice uh, anymore. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's all the show we have for you guys this week. Uh, for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben Ernesto Santos. See ya.